When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show is here, friends. Thank you for joining us from all across the country and for our podcast listeners from all over the world. Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska. Here he was recently with some members of a convoy, I believe, up in Alaska. Play it. I do not believe that the federal government and particularly the president of the United States has the power to look at American citizens and say, Either you get vaccinated or you get fired for your job. No! No! He doesn't have that power. Senator Sullivan was up there at a trucker protest in Alaska, and he is with us now. Senator Dan Sullivan, good to have you on, sir. Hey, Clay, Buck, good to be on the show. Thanks. Great to have you. So what's going on? I mean, a a lot of us stateside and, uh, you know, in the lower 48 in particular, but certainly up in Alaska, I know people are talking about this, too. I'm wondering, is there going to be a trucker protest, a trucker convoy similar to what's happened in Alaska? I'm sorry, in Canada. What's going on up in your state in Alaska? Tell us about it. Well, look, people are very motivated to support not just the truckers, but this whole issue of this illegal, unconstitutional vaccine mandate. I think, you know, the rally that I was at back home over the weekend this is bringing out people who don't always protest. This is bringing about average Alaskans, average Americans, because people are tired of this. And I will tell you, the one thing that I tried to emphasize in my remarks is a lot of people are right now have amnesia. Think about it, you guys. The truckers and other frontline workers during the pandemic two years ago, when things were just hitting our country, you know, they were telling everybody, hey, you got to telework. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people in America who couldn't telework. The people who are keeping 
are the shelves in our stores full? The people who are producing oil and gas, the frontline police and first responders, our military. So I was saying, hey, it's not just the truckers who we want to support, but we got to remember these are the people who kept us going during the pandemic, and now they're being forgotten or being told they're going to be fired if they don't get a vaccine. It's outrageous. What are you hearing, Senator Sullivan? I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, what are you hearing from your constituents about supply chain issues all over Alaska, I would imagine, maybe even more pronounced than in many other parts of the country, given how difficult it can be to ship things and move things around. And what are you hearing about this massive, I feel like, out uh, outpouring against COVID restrictions in general? I know Alaska uh, has got a great uh, affinity for freedom. What are your constituents telling you in the state about both those issues? Well, they're interrelated, and it's a great question because, as you mentioned, you know, we in Alaska are very vulnerable to supply chains, and a lot of what the Canadians say is their policies directly impact us. I was talking to a trucker at that rally who said for, you know, months and months he was driving through Canada to deliver supplies to Alaskans. He had actually gotten a vaccination but now he said I'm being required to get a booster and I can't supply the people of Alaska. I mean, literally one of the guys at the rally who I was talking to. So to me, they are very interconnected. But again, I will say that my constituents are just tired of this federal overreach. Here's something that I think was really important and it hasn't been discussed a lot. When we put together the CARES Act, And look, nobody knew what was really going to happen. That was the first big relief bill. The overriding principle that we put in that bill, Democrats and Republicans, the Trump administration, all of us working together, was if you're a business or an airline or something that's getting federal aid, you actually have to keep your workers. You have to keep them. The whole point of the CARES Act was keeping people together keeping people working joe biden comes in you guys and takes a sledgehammer to that principle and flips it on his head and says to employers if people don't get vaccinated you got to go fire the very people who are keeping us safe when there was no vaccine think about the illogical nature of that and so i think the average alaskan is viewing these mandates um as something that, nay, we're just not tired of, but that the government, the federal government has no right to enact. And the one thing I said at the rally that I think a lot of people wanted to hear was that we're actually winning. We are winning. When these unconstitutional and illegal vaccination mandates have been challenged, we've won in almost every court, including the U.S. Supreme Court. And you guys may have seen it. We put forward, I was the lead co-sponsor of a Congressional Review Act resolution. That's a resolution that has the force of law in the Senate. It passed with bipartisan numbers of senators. Democrats voted for it, too, to overturn Biden's illegal mandate. So we're winning, and I think the people are behind us, and I think there's just a weariness here, but also a sense that the government has gotten way out of its lane in terms of its constitutional and legal authorities. It's interesting you mentioned that, Senator Sullivan. Like uh, like me, you met your wife in law school, I believe. You were at Georgetown. 
and I, I believe I've got all that correct. I'm curious what you think about the uproar surrounding Ilya Shapiro, who is a Georgetown professor, as an alum, and certainly you're going to be enmeshed in the decision of who the next Supreme Court justice is. What did you think of that fracas, that controversy, and how does it play into the larger context in which a Supreme Court justice will soon be considered on Capitol Hill? You're an alum of Georgetown. I'm curious what you think. Well, look, what what I've been saying on the Supreme Court nominee is that I'm going to I'm going to do what I think every senator should do is meet with the nominee, go over his or her record and importantly, treat him or her and the office with the respect and dignity that it requires. Okay, this is a very, very important position, no matter who's nominated. But what I'm not going to do is take part in any kind of fiasco circus that you saw with Brett Kavanaugh, right? That was a low point, in my view, of how this is supposed to be done. And um, I, don't in- I don't anticipate uh, on the Republican side any kind of those antics. We're going to be focused on the record and on the judicial philosophy. What I do with every single Supreme Court nominee that I have uh, vetted and met with I'm not on the Judiciary Committee, but I take it very seriously because, as you guys probably know, there are many federal court decisions that only relate to Alaska, federal laws that only relate to Alaska. And what I do with all the justices or judges who want to be justices and come before me, I try to educate them on those, whether I'm going to vote for them or not. Hey, are you aware of this? Are you aware of that? I also grill them on the Second Amendment. Very, very, very important to my constituents, a lot of uh, judges aren't fully up to speed on the Heller decision. That's the Scalia decision that said for the first time in American history that the Second Amendment is an individual right that is not related to your service in a militia. Gigantic issue for the great state of Alaska and my constituents. So I do it with respect, but also grill them on things that matter to the people I represent and then get to judicial philosophy. What What is your view of your role on the court? Se- Senator again, Sullivan, we've back, only got about a... a the, way, the way Kavanaugh was treated. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Outrageous, and we can't, we can't go there again. We Senator, shouldn't go there again. We're speaking to Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska. Uh, sir, just before we let you go, I wanted to know, you were an infantry officer and a colonel in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you for your service. Um, there have been members of the military who have been fired from their jobs, who have been kicked out for the vaccine mandate issue in recent days. What do you think could be done, should be done at the government level? I mean, assuming, let's say, even maybe Republicans take control of the House and the Senate in this midterm. How do we make amends for that? Because I think that's a stain on the on the honor of this country that we would kick out men and women for not getting a shot that, as we all saw, didn't stop the spread in the first place. What should be done? Well, look, I, I'm actually still serving. Uh, I'm a colonel in the reserves. I just spent 10 days out on the Indo-PACOM theater um, uh, in part of an exercise uh, operation or exercise keen edge with a bilateral exercise with the Japanese military. So I'm still very involved and, and, and on the Armed Services Committee. Look, I think the one thing that has to happen is the exemption process that's going on through the military has to be taken seriously. You know, in the military, you go through and you get all kinds of vaccines when you're uh, first in, when you're, 
when you're going through the boot camp or officer candidate school. I do think it's a little different from the average citizen given that history. But what I've been concerned about right now is up until now, you're reading about uh, services that haven't provided any exemptions for anything. And I think that that, even for the military, is under the law. And it's something that we need to look hard at with regard to uh, keeping our force ready, lethal, strong, but also making sure they're abiding by the rules that relate to these kind of vaccines. Senator Sullivan, appreciate you joining us. Keep us updated on the Alaskan truckers joining alongside of the Canadian truckers. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Great, Clay, Buck, thanks very much. I look forward to getting back on the show. Thank you. For, For sure. We want to tell you right now, maybe you're dragging a little bit as you roll through the afternoon or come up on lunch if you're on the West Coast like me. And maybe you think, hey, you know what? I need to get a little bit of a coffee buzz going. And Black Rifle Coffee is the company you should be choosing. They offer high-quality coffee beans coming from Colombia and Brazil, fresh roasted five days a week at one of their two roasting facilities in Tennessee and Utah. This is a veteran-owned coffee company, our preferred brand of coffee on the show, and you can make sure and know that Black Rifle Coffee committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders with every purchase you make they give back. And that's why you need to go and become a member of the Black Rifle Coffee Club. When you join the club, you can choose your chosen brew, get it roasted, packaged, shipped free to your door on your schedule. You also get discounted pricing on roast and all sorts of exclusive products. Whether you like your coffee hot or you prefer the cold mocha version out of the can like I do, you're going to love Black Rifle Coffee. Right now, you can purchase Black Rifle Coffee at blackriflecoffee.com. Use the code Clay and Buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com, code Clay and Buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. 
GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y. Savings for those who serve. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, uh, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. You know, we used to look to Europe in the early days of COVID as a sort of guidepost for what might be coming or what we should do. And I don't know, maybe the caller we had earlier in the second hour to finish the show was right, Buck. Maybe Joe Biden is going to go for a grand pronouncement at his State of the Union address, which is suspiciously late. Uh, And uh, as we get close to the spring, usually the State of the Union is in January. And now it is pushed all the way back to March. And so maybe Joe Biden is going to make some grand pronouncement about COVID at that point in time. But listen to what Boris Johnson has done now in England. Obviously, Boris Johnson under fire for a variety of parties for not necessarily following the own, uh, his, his government, following the restrictions that he put in place for other people. But listen to what's happening right now in England. And this is also, by the way, happening in Ireland, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, and many other European countries where they're effectively saying, hey, COVID is over here. No more restrictions at all. That's what England is doing. Listen. Mr. Speaker, I can tell the House today that it is my intention to return on the first day after the half-term recess to present our strategy for living with COVID. Provided the current encouraging trends in the data continue, it is my expectation that we will be able to end the last domestic restrictions, including the legal requirement to self-isolate if you test positive, a full month early. Ah. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal, Clay. It's interesting how these other countries have also been much more uh, willing to release children from the grips of their uh, their mask and otherwise uh, COVID lockdown induced hysteria. And this needs to be happening all over the place. Look, it, it's all coming. Uh, it's all coming here, too, because the virus is receding very rapidly right now it's down the 14 day change according to the new york times website which is just cdc data reflected through the times website is down 63 percent in two weeks okay the virus is cratering what'll be what's fascinating is as you see an analysis of it 
It'll be the same mask, no mask, you know, different areas of the country that are near each other, whether these policies are in place or not. It's just coming down everywhere because we're past the respiratory virus season peak, just like last year. Isn't it amazing, Clay? Just like last year, the middle of January, late January, worst COVID case numbers. This year, same thing, despite the vaccinations. And be very interesting. I mean, the deaths right now, the 14-day change on that is deaths are actually up 9%. Now, that's because deaths are a lagging indicator. Also, people people often spend, you know, a week, 10 days in the hospital fighting COVID, um, and then sometimes, obviously, tragically unsuccessfully. But 2,500 deaths a day is what they're counting right now. That's a lot of people considering what we've been told about the incredible efficacy of the of the vaccine against hospitalization and death. I know they had been saying it was 99 percent unvaccinated people. You're going to see that number, folks, drop and drop and drop. In fact, it's kind of vanished, that argument. Remember, the we started off the winter with Joe, Bi- Joe Biden putting out the official statement that it was going to be a winter of death for the unvaccinated. You've really even started to see the White House back away from the argument that this is a pandemic of the vac- of the unvaccinated, because the data, at least if you look at Israel, which is far more reliable than the data that we have here, reflects, as Alec ba- Alex Berenson told us last week, that the covid shot, the covid vaccine, whatever you want to call it, which is making Pfizer, by the way, 50 billion dollars, kind of a monster deal that we have mandated a for-profit corporation's product to be used by almost everyone in the United States on some level, and that they're going to end up making $50 billion, Buck. And, oh, by the way, remember, they also have protection against any lawsuits. So that's a pretty good business to be in if you are in the drug business to be able to get hooked up like that. And so it is going to be pretty wild to see how this continues to shake out but again england ireland denmark finland sweden among other countries effectively saying covid is over we are ending all restrictions and i gotta say i feel like biden may try to make a grand pronouncement at the state of the union as we get close to the spring and buck we predicted on this show right around january 14th or january 15th was going to be the peak in cases we nailed that And then we said, hey, you know, this trails by three or four weeks, the overall death rate before it starts to come down. Now, remember, a lot of these people who are dying are dying with COVID, not dying of COVID. So it got so common, Omicron did, that a lot of people are just testing positive. And I think Berenson's point is a good one, that many of the unvaccinated people are dying, are so ill that they're not actually being vaccinated at all. Uh, because they are not healthy enough, which is pretty significant. Also pretty significant as we break down and continue to roll through this program. How about Relief Factor making a big difference? Sandra uh, has been living in Minnesota and listening to us for a long time. She says that it made a big difference for her. Relief Factor, 100% drug-free product, goes right to joint pain, knee, hip, neck, back, and shoulder pain. Created by doctors, hundreds of thousands of people have ordered and about 70% of them go on to order more you can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95 here's how you do it you go to relieffactor.com you can also call 800 for relief 1995 three-week quick start developed specifically for you go to relieffactor.com you can also call 800 the number for relief relief factor feel the difference do it today 
that it's important to step back and remember, just to put a little more of a fine point on it, that we're losing an American life every five minutes to overdose. We don't have time for political games. Uh, the president's focused on saving lives through harm reduction programs. That's exactly what we're talking about here. They work in red states and they work in blue states. We know they save lives. They help connect people to treatment and recovery. And they were endorsed this week by a bipartisan commission co-chaired by Senator Tom Cotton that examined steps we must uh, take to address the devastating toll of overdoses. So what I would say is this is not a game. This is not a political game. This is an epidemic that is taking the life of, a five, of, uh, of an American every five minutes, and we need to work in a bipartisan way to address it. You want to address opioid overdoses in this country, one of the biggest ways to do harm reduction would be securing our southern border to the greatest extent possible. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. The White House now drilling down on the issue of uh, opioid overdoses. Two out of three overdose deaths uh, last year were from opioids. Over 100,000 Americans died. Now there's been a, a commission, the U.S. Commission on Combating Synthetic Opioid Trafficking, just published a report yesterday that you had a million people, a million Americans, died from opioid overdose from 1999 to present. And the numbers keep going up year over year in recent years, such that we actually have reductions in average American life expectancy for people in the mid-range of life, let's say 25 to 50 or so, because of the massive, and, and below 20, 18 to 50, because of the massive increases in the amount of people who are dying from this. Now, this is, she's correct on some points, an absolutely essential cause, Clay. I mean, the, to stop the, the scourge of uh, opioid overdoses in this country is a national, this is a true emergency, this isn't climate change. Oh, in 50 years or 100 years, we think it'll, this is right now. This is people listening to this who have lost loved ones, have lost family members, friends, uh, colleagues, you know, coaches, teammates, you name it, to drug overdoses. Two out of three of these overdoses are opioids. And here's the part of it, though, that they are not going to focus in on. This is coming across our border from Mexican drug cartels. The Mexican drug cartels use the human trafficking flow to bog down Border Patrol members so that they are processing, bringing sandwiches and water and doing, you know, COVID testing or not doing COVID testing, as the case may be. They're they're bringing people uh, they're bringing people resources. And that means that the border is then wide open and the cartels. I've seen this in real time. Then, then they'll just run a pickup truck or they'll they'll run people on foot where they know there's not going to be any coverage because there's such a human, a huge human trafficking flow. And then there's also the China component of this, which I'll get into in a, in a moment. But, Clay, if they're going to be serious about dealing with the drug overdose uh, scourge in this country, they have to look at the porous border and make changes, and they won't. So they're identifying a problem, but once again, the Democrats aren't serious about the solution. Giving out crack pipes is not going to do it. Well, it's unfortunate. There's no doubt. And also, I think this is directly connected not only with the border, but with the shutdown and lockdown policy, because there's no surprise that the overall number of opioid deaths skyrocketed when suddenly you weren't allowing people to be surrounded by their support structures, whether it's going to addict uh, meetings, whether it's going to church, whether it's being uh, able to interact with their friends and family. And this is an important detail. 
as we have set a high, I mean, that's a crazy, unbelievable, awful number, Buck. A million people since 1999. We also have to think about years of life that are lost. And this is something that I've continued to hammer throughout the course of all of this uh, COVID madness. The average person who is dying of COVID or with COVID, more accurately, is typically older than the average age of death in the United States. That is, it's awful, but the people who are dying with COVID are approaching the age at which most people die of all causes. When somebody in their 20s or 30s or 40s dies, Buck, they are losing 40 years or 50 years or sometimes 60 years of life. And so this is why, and, 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 and it's everybody out there understands it, it's why when you go to a funeral for someone who is younger that has died, it is such an awful feeling compared to when you go to a, a funeral for someone who's 85 or 90 and it's a celebration of their life. What we are doing is destroying young people's lives by not protecting our border, by not fighting against all of these uh, all of these drugs that are coming in, and then by not allowing people to live their normal life, we have stacked up tens of thousands of, of additional deaths that would otherwise not have occurred if we had never done lockdowns. So they they agree. This White House agrees that there is a massive problem, and the numbers the numbers show that beyond any any doubt whatsoever. And they're getting worse. This is one of the areas in public life, just like crime has been getting a lot worse recently, and you can't avoid those numbers. The opioid, we set an all-time record last year. And let's work backwards from the, the ground zero of the problem, if you will, all the way back to the supply chain of these lethal, these lethal substances. You mentioned the lockdowns, Clay. Absolutely a huge component of this. People were in despair. They were separated from friends and family and, and aspects of the community that would have been necessary, would have been very helpful for them, especially during the enhanced anxiety of the early days of the pandemic. So that was, and, and, and who pushed the lockdowns? Now, just, I'll just put that question out there for them. Who pushed the lockdowns and who was saying, we need openness? We need people to be able to, now you step up and then you step back a little bit. Where are the drugs coming from? So we know what's happening when people get the drugs. There, and there was already, I think, about 90,000 overdose deaths a year, roughly, before the pandemic. Pandemic kicked it above 100,000. So that's made it worse. Where are the drugs coming from? They're coming across the overwhelmingly the U.S.-Mexico border. And the Biden administration's refusal to get serious about uh, border security and having control of the border, the lawlessness they've allowed, has made the cartels much richer, much more powerful, m much more influential than they have likely ever been and they are flooding our streets with these drugs. And then you can step back even further than that to China, because the Chinese Communist Party is refusing to crack down on the precursor chemicals. It's really only like a three or four step process. And now we're getting kind of breaking bad here. But it is. It's a three or <laughs> right. four step process to make these compounds, to make the fentanyl and the carfentanil and these things. And the precursor chemicals, Clay, are being shipped to the Mexican drug cartels in massive vats by the Chinese Communist Party. So you're seeing here how this whole system works. The Biden administration to address this is doing what exactly? Trying to give out clean needle programs and, and pipes, trying to increase funding for you know substance abuse centers. By the way, substance abuse centers is good. And, and I'm not saying that those aren't things that might have some effect. But if you want to get to core baseline how we stop the flood on our streets and stop people from dying from this 
You need a Democrat party that is much more serious about the, dare I say, root causes and origins of the pipeline of these illegal drugs. What would happen if we had a trucker convoy? I like the idea of them being in Washington, D.C. What would happen if they went to the southern border, Buck? Would people cover it? We've got a we've got an issue right now on the northern border, and all of a sudden I'm hearing about the Ambassador Bridge and people can't get across. If truckers went to our southern border, would the media be forced to travel oh, down there would, and cover it? It would be fascinating, Clay, because they what you're seeing now with Trudeau saying they're Nazis, they're racist, they're yes. Confederate flags, it would be that times 100 from our own media. If truckers just went down to the border and said, we need a secure border, we need our brothers and sisters in America to not have ready access to the fent- the illegal fentanyl that's flooding the streets from the drug cartels across the southern border. They would just say they're all racist. That's what would happen. They would say they're all racist. I mean, it's, it's horrifying, but I think that is that is the reality. It would be interesting. I think you're right, because anytime you make a strong argument, they don't engage in the argument itself. They just immediately go to the politics of personal destruction and say you're racist, you're sexist, you're transphobic, whatever it is. That's the number one attack right now. We mentioned, you know, the UPenn swimming issue. How dare you be so transphobic? Yeah, it's hugely transphobic to believe that men should compete against men and women should compete against women. But that's where we are. I got to tell you, folks, we'll take some calls in a second. Just want to let you know if you're lighting them up right now. 800-282-2882. I spent a week down in Florida, and guess what I was sleeping on the whole time? My new complete mattress sleep system from my pillow. This stuff is amazing. I slept better than I have in a long time. And I'm talking about the sheets, the mattress, the pillows, even the, the frame, the bed frame that I was sleeping on, all from my pillow. And right now, the Giza Dream sheets, which I've got, I've got them in Florida, I've got them in New York, Clay's got them in his home in Tennessee. Best sheets I've ever owned. You can get the lowest price ever on Giza Dream sheets. They're so smooth and soft. You're going to love them. 60% off of the Giza Dream sheets. They're coming in as low as $39.99. That's right. These sheets are $39.99 when you use promo code Clay and Buck. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream sheets. With our promo, you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase. Mike Lindell's personal story is absolutely amazing. you got to see this book. Remember, use co- uh, code Clay and Buck right now when you go to MyPillow.com or call 800-792-3269. Welcome back in, Clay Travis. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. This Buck Sexton show. Buck, I was kind of curious because I'm out in L.A. how aggressively they would be enforcing the vaccine mandates uh, out here. And I've only been asked one time to go anywhere about whether or not I had a vaccine proof card or whatever you want to call it. And I feel like this is crumbling. I was just talking with you off uh, off air our friend uh, Ian Miller, who wrote uh, a book about the failures Unmasked. of the masking, yeah, unmasked, uh, did a great job. We had him on the show recently. I was just looking at, during the commercial break. Arizona and California have had the exact same uh, trajectory of COVID, even though California mandated masks basically everywhere on December 15th and Arizona did not. And there are just so many of these, and I think it becomes readily apparent when you see it from a graphical perspective, Buck, how insane it is for anyone to still be arguing for these restrictions when you just overlay them and look at them on a side-by-side basis. There's no legitimacy to support it at all. Arizona, obviously a neighboring state with California, one state does one thing. We've seen it in Orange County versus uh, L.A. County. Uh, we've seen it uh, even in uh, the, the Northeast for New York City, as opposed to other surrounding communities that haven't had vaccine mandates and passports. And certainly in my hometown of Nashville, Davidson County compared to Williamson County in school. And you were making a good point, And maybe we need to request that he do this. The next time Dr. Fauci testifies on Capitol Hill, 
I would love for someone to print up big graphical examples of these uh, of these results and just point to them in the hearing and say, Dr. Fauci, how do you explain if your restrictive measures actually work? The fact that these graphs are identical, whether masks are mandated or not, whether kids are mandated to wear masks or not, a layman and non-scientist looking at these identical graphs would say that masks have zero impact whatsoever. I would just love for him to get grilled on how to justify any restrictions over the last couple of years. It would and especially go, because he would pull his mask down oh, to answer that it question. Would go by something the way. like this: He would start talking and say, first of all, science. That's me. Second of all, you'll address me as science. Third of all, mitigation measures in different places, in different locations at time. He's mastered the art of just bureaucrats. Yes. With not actually ever really saying anything. We look at the data and we make determinations based on science. He never answers, okay, well, how the heck does Arizona and California have the same curve, you imbecile, if one yes. did the thing you said really works well and the other didn't? And then you just it just it's just the same thing. It's like you have a little you remember those uh, those dolls they had back? You'd like pull the like what's it? They cabbage say like patch? three or four things. Yeah, you know, they said three or four things. That's Fauci: diminution, mitigation, droplets, masks, vaccines. This is it's the same crap from the Do- sky every day. Do you agree with me earlier in the show? As I think about how this is going to play out, Fauci's going to retire in the summer and claim victory when the virus naturally declines, right in advance of the midterms. And then he doesn't look like he's running and hiding from the House and the Senate when they turn back to Republican control. That's the exit for him, right? Yeah. In the summer, we won. I can now declare victory. I'm going to ride off into the sunset. It doesn't look like I'm running from whatever the results of the midterms are. And it allows Democrats, even if it's not true, to share just same way they're saying, like, you see what Biden's saying now? Oh, I've brought back 6.7 million jobs or whatever. You don't get credit for we're still nowhere near the employment level that we were in February and March before the lockdowns. You don't get credit for bringing back jobs that were already there. We haven't gotten anywhere near back to I the mean, full uh, employment. Uh, imagine that we had if then. I barged into your house, folks, and you were cooking a delicious steak dinner. I actually made a pretty good steak last night. I love cooking red meat. But I, I barred by yourself. Yeah, by the just, way, were you cooking? No, steak I by just, yourself? I just like to practice so that you know on on game night, Clay. You know, you, a man's got to have his skills. Got Valentine's ready. coming up soon. You know what All I mean? Right. You gotta you gotta be ready. You gotta have that reverse sear. Good Solo to go. steak cook is a little bit of. A, I've never done that. Oh like, man! I mean, I, I mean, you know, you've been married for like almost twenty years, right? So you yeah, gotta. If true. you're a solo man, you gotta be able to rock that steak. And anyway, uh, but imagine I barge into someone's house and they're cooking their steak. And I just turned off their oven, and I'm like, you're going to wait for an hour because I say so. And then I turned their oven back on, and I said, see, I'm a great chef. That is Joe Biden with the jobs. All you did is stop what was there and then claim that you fixed it when you stopped stopping it. So I think we all see what's going on. I think there are a lot of people who are going to try to convince the American public that Joe Biden's doing a great job with the economy. And the way that they're going to try to do it is by pointing to this jobs recovery when really it's just letting people go back to work. I also want to tell everybody, all you sous vide meat cookers out there, uh, you keep that to your... I'm a reverse sear guy. You can keep... I always get all these emails. You got to use the sous vide, Buck. I like the reverse sear, all right? I've got my way, and that's how I roll. 
Keith in Hermosa Beach, California, an aerospace engineer. Tell us about this. Yeah. Hey, guys. Good to be with you. Um, hey, Clay, welcome to L.A. Um, uh, Hermosa Beach is a fantastic bike. place there in the South Bay, by the way, for people who haven't yeah. been. So yeah. Hermosa Beach, I know, is very nice. Yeah, at 81 degrees right now, it's uh, not the norm. But, yeah, we got a beautiful day here. Just got off my bike. Rode through Venice all the way up to Will Rogers and back. I'd normally do that a couple times a week. And sure enough, there are no homeless in Venice. They are absolutely uh, gone. The left has They got pulled for the Super Bowl, down. right? Yeah, That's what I heard. I don't know if they're... They might Keith, you got 30 seconds to explain on. airliner filtration to us, buddy. <laughs> you got it. I'm a retired aerospace engineer. The average 737, there's different lengths of the cabins, but the cabin air gets replaced every 180 seconds every three minutes there is a complete air exchange inside the cabin one minute inside the cockpit every aircraft is equipped with a hepa filter which filters down to the level of the back of the uh of virus. The virus or better all right keith that worked that well was done. phenomenal clay travis and buck sexton on the front lines of truth When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.